Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to The Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Here we go. It's hour two. We're just starting live in Los Angeles. It's the herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be watching or listening, thanks for making us part of your day. What a weekend. What a four game stretch. What a four day stretch where uh, J Mac, I did everything over four days on planes, almost went skiing, hockey, college football. Underdog weekend. Alabama is so lucky to have won. Washington got some breaks to win. They were in trouble. Those those weekend rivalries, watch out. You see the line on Oregon-Washington? Well, Oregon, nine-and-a-half point favorite. I mean, we talked about it being seven-and-a-half, and now it's not. And, like, nobody's backing Washington. I think Oregon, and I'm dead serious about this, I think Oregon's the best team in the country. I don't say that. I'm from the Pacific Northwest. Ooh. Michigan's great. I, there's a lot of really good teams. I think Oregon's the best team in the I country. I hope Michigan doesn't have to face them in the semifinal. That would sting. That's a tough matchup for Michigan. All right. Where Colin was right, where Colin was wrong, as is customary on a Monday. Plenty of both. Here we go. Where Colin was right. I predicted Michigan would be more committed to the run game and therefore win. They had 122 yards rushing in just the second half. That's more than Ohio State had in the game. I said the team that runs the football the last 21 years, more committed to it, more productive wins. It's now 22 straight years, as good as the Ohio State defense is, and it's special. Michigan controlled the game. 
scoring every, almost every time they got opportunities in the second half, field goal or touchdowns. And again, we said, whoever runs the ball with greater commitment and conviction will win. And that was Michigan. Where Colin was wrong. I had the Bills winning their division. And frankly, they shoot themselves in the foot maybe more than any good team in this league. Ten penalties in the first half. They had opportunities. It's like the Eagles came out flat and wanted to handle the hand the Bills a W and they couldn't get it done. So the Bills are not going to be, unless they turn it around quickly, very quickly a playoff team, and I was wrong. Where Colin was right? The Broncos. I said Russell Wilson. Come on, washed? He got something left in the tank. Washed? And I also felt that Sean Payton is one of the smartest coaches I've ever discussed, talked to, had dinner with. Sean would figure it out, but it was a big lift, probably bigger than he imagined. But their defense now is young, talented, and aggressive. They are tied for the NFL's uh, longest winning streak. And frankly, their defense, which was an issue earlier, that's been coached up. They pushed Cleveland, a physical team, around. We got that one right. Where Colin was wrong. Carolina fired their coach, Frank Wright, today. I like the hire. I still do. Fire the GM. They've got no offensive pieces at all. I still think Bryce Young has talent, though he doesn't look as good as C.J. Stroud. I do not think this is the answer. How many coaches have they had if you count interim guys in the last six, seven years? Seven? It's ridiculous. But I thought it would work. I thought they'd be more competitive. Uh, I talked myself out of giving them the division. In the summer, I talked myself. I said, they're going to they're gonna make the playoffs. And I talked myself out of that by August. But in the end, I didn't think it would be this bad. Where Colin was right. Remember this summer, J-Mac, when everybody said the Rams are going to be terrible. And I said, they're going to be in the 7-8-9 area. They have too many good weapons. They have too good of a coach. Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald. They've got too many guys. Maybe not in their prime. But McVay is one of the smartest coaches. He'll manufacture offense. And they've done a remarkable job with duct tape getting their offensive line right. They finally got healthy yesterday. Williams, the running back, was back. Currently 5-6. and six. The over-under in Vegas was only 6. But if you watch them play, they have a life because their best players, their tight end, their right tackle, their quarterback, they draft well. They were never going to be abysmal with Sean McVay. Where Colin was wrong. I had Detroit in and Dallas out in the Super Bowl bubble. But you know what? I got to say this for Dallas. At least they trounce the teams they're supposed to. I mean, what happened to Detroit against Green Bay? You can't go in at home short week against Jordan Love and make him look like Dan Marino. I was wrong. Dallas does something that great teams or good teams do. They beat the teams convincingly they're supposed to. Lions can't even at home. I mean, they, that, that game wasn't even close. Green Bay moved up and down the field on him. I was wrong. Where Colin was right. Alan Lazard jets a healthy scratch yesterday against the Dolphins. That was Friday. I said it when they signed him. You're just trying to appeal to Aaron Rodgers. This is a reach. He's a four, can struggle with consistency. I said you can't just blame Zach Wilson. Who is he throwing to besides Garrett Wilson? This was obviously to appeal to Aaron Rodgers. I like Alan Lazard. Not at that price and not committed to be like a number two receiver. He's not. That's okay. But we were right.
where Colin was wrong. In the last four games, Jordan Love is showing growth. Now, we had said Matt LaFleur, young receivers and tight ends. Green Bay does a really good job to draft and develop offensive players. Rarely going to the first round. But I will say this for Jordan Love. He looks much more confident. He's got a nice relationship with these young receivers. He moves very well. I don't see a lot of growth with Kenny Pickett and some of these young quarterbacks, certainly not Mac Jones, Zach Wilson. You can see coaching, confidence. He clearly sees the field better than he did two months ago. I was wrong. Where Colin was right. I love Shane Steichen hiring by the Colts. Colts are 6-5 and five with Gardner Minshew, baby. And, and again... He's he's had to deal with the the Leonard, the the linebacker they let go of. He's got an impulsive at times crazy owner. They lost their starting quarterback. It's in the tougher AFC. But, you know, the Chargers general manager told me years ago when Steichen was in the building, this kid's going to be special. He is a difference maker. Shane Steichen, we love the hire. And the Colts, inexplicably hard to explain. (laughs) are right in the smack dab in the middle of the playoff race with Gardner Minshew. Where Colin was right, where Colin was wrong on a Monday. Feels very right to have Michael Vick on, four-time Pro Bowler, 13 years in the NFL, most career rush yards by a quarterback in league history, over 6,000 Fox Sports NFL analysts. So I I, I said this last week, and I, I used to get crap for saying this, that I would say I want my quarterback on that Wednesday press conference, Michael, I want the hat on straight. You got the big bank sponsor. You are the face of the franchise. Definitely. Shave, play the part. Yeah. And I watched Jalen Hurts on that thing. Dude looks like a senator. In yeah. fact, he looks better than our senators. And there is something about his maturity. And I know I got crap for this, but it does matter. I think the team feeds off his maturity and his resilience. What do you make of what we're seeing? I mean, on and off the field, Jalen Hurts look apart. Um, if I can go back and do it all over t- 20 years ago, I would certainly make sure that I looked the part. I was, you know, polished when I stepped on the podium. You know, that comes with just leadership and understanding your position. And I think Jalen Hurst really understands the position that he's in. You know, being a quarterback of a flagship organization like the Philadelphia Eagles really means a lot. He takes it serious. And so, you know, that's, that team is maturing and as good as it, as it is because of Jalen Hurts. Is he healthy? When you watch and everybody it, else, but yeah. is he healthy? I mean, from the looks of it, it don't look. You know, nobody's really healthy this time of the year, and especially the way he play. You know, taking some hits, a lot of sacrifice. Um, but you know, he's not out there. If he's he, not he wouldn't be out there if he couldn't be out there. He's not for sure. Injured. Yeah, yeah, and and so you know, sometimes accountability and everything matters when you're a competitor. You know, you just you want to be there for your teammates, and you want to show them that I'm willing to go to extra play hurt because because it, 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 you gain respect. Right. It's, it's another form of leadership. You know, Michael. It. Um, I remember watching Aaron Rodgers at Cal, and then three years later, I'm like, he's got a way better arm. Is that when Jalen Hurts was at Alabama, it was like he runs. People do improve in life. Yeah. I can. A politician can. Anybody can. Correct. I think throwing the football. He looks different than three years ago. Yeah. Take me to your progression. Is it because he sees the field? Is it because the receivers are better? Is it coaching? Because remember, he's got a new OC this year. Yeah. He looks so much more comfortable throwing the ball deep. Yeah. You, you become a better passer when you, you learn to anticipate. And, and so 
I mean, anybody can hit a 10-yard hitch. My son can throw a 10-yard out. <laughs> you can throw a 10-yard. J-Mac, you know, we can all th gun those in there with a little practice and repetition. But when you start to throw them down the field throws, them in-cuts, them out routes, and routes that, you know, you get a certain coverage, you got to anticipate it. There might be a small window that you got to put the ball. But if you understand pre-snap, look, this was coming, anticipate it. Now you're a little more accurate because you know where you, you know, you get there before you get to the spot first and help your receiver get to the spot. So I think that's that's truly important as far as progression for a passer, understanding pre-snap what's going to be there and then seeing it and then hitting it with, with accuracy. Yeah, your mind's not racing. Right. You know what's yeah, coming. Yeah, you calm. It's a sense of calm. Yeah. In order to make those throws, other than that, you get wiry, erratic. Yeah. So, so um, you ran... Now, now, Cam Newton, uh, Big Ben, Josh Allen, because of their size, yep. are a little more durable. Um, and so Josh Allen, much like a Ben and a Cam, he can take a lot of these hits. But I do feel like, okay, we're six years in now, and when this team gets in the red zone, their offense is, hey, Josh, it's like high school. Yeah. Just go make a play. Are they wasting his talent? I don't think they're wasting his talent. I think, you know, just... And with every quarterback, it's, it's, all, it's levels. It's progression. Um, you know, I think you're only going to be as good as your offensive coordinator. Um, you know, and I, I think it's just so true. Sometimes a coach can't win you the game, but they can lose you the game. Us as players got to take the onus of, you know, when the players call, we got to dissect it. We really got to break it all down really, really quick. And, you know, sometimes I used to pride, I pride, pride myself a lot on, you know, if I heard a play call come in and I did something outside of the box within the play, as long as I can explain it, you know, and you can Andy, go to Andy Reid and I, explain. Yeah, Andy, he, it, I'd rather him say good job. I don't want to explain it. You know, complete the pass or whatever the check is. You know, make it happen, keep it moving. You know, sometimes you know you get into the red zone and you know get a little tighter, it's a little more anxiety, and and them play calls just got to be spot on, and it don't always got to be down the field throws. You know. It's still ways to move the ball, Can you know, I, in the red zone, screens and quick pad dumps. You know, like it's, it's ways to move the ball quick. I want to ask you. So there was a play last night where Gabe Davis broke free, and Gabe turns to the I know corner exactly what you yeah. instead of in. Now, now Josh Allen's reaction was almost, "Hey, Gabe, you turned the wrong way." Mm -hmm. So a lot of times in the NFL, you know this, you throw the ball before the cut's made. Yeah. On that play, what is the rule? For instance. Gabe maybe beats his man more uh, more quickly than he anticipated. Right? Is there a rule in this league? Because Josh threw it before Gabe had yeah. Josh, perfectly turned. Josh reacted in a cover zero situation. I mean, it's all out blitz. Everybody's coming, and unless Gabe just ran his route that was designed the play the route that was in the play call if May he ran that, to the yeah, corner i think josh, either josh anticipated him just it's cover zero we've seen this look plenty of times you know what that mean i mean all hell about to break loose just run that's why he lobbed it to a spot it was a perfect pass yeah i think gabe just ran his route and so if gabe ran the route that was designed in the play call that's he right. did the right thing right but josh anticipated us being on the same page, years of experience. I could be wrong, but we, when we see cover zero, it's, it's red. By the way, Justin Herbert saw one last night, and he doesn't have a deep threat. Yeah, and, so, and, and you know, same reaction. Right. Okay, I want to ask you about Russell Wilson. So, um, listen, 
In Seattle, we all knew what he was. Twitchy, moved. He didn't move like you, but the raindrop throws. And then last year, it plummets. So my takeaway was, is he washed? How? He's never been hurt. So now if you look at the last five, six games, he's back to Russell and Seattle. Yeah. Uh, I think in Seattle he had better receivers, but, but he didn't have a Tyler Lockett, but he still got. Uh, so when you watch this Denver offense, what are they doing now, in your opinion, that maybe they weren't a month ago? Uh, I think it's, it's predicated on better field position, one. You know, defense is playing really well. Yes. And so they're, they're giving them opportunities to, you know, be, have short fields, cross the 50, you know, punt returns and, and get into a good field position, which is, allows the play calling to be different. Sure. It's so much easier to call the game when you cross the 50 <laughs> as opposed to before you get to the 50. Right, right. And so everything changes. The end zone is a lot closer. It's more opportunity. And, and so it opens up the playbook. You know, especially when you get into that big red. So I think the play calling is different. Russell is definitely getting on the same page with I Sean. I like the running back. Yeah, I like the run. And I like the fact that coach don't, he don't shy away from the run game, even if it's not working. It can be two yards here, three yards there. You pop one for six. And he just, consistency in the run game keeps the defense honest and allow him the play call the way he wants to. So I want to go, uh, uh, C.J. Stroud uh, this weekend lost. But there is something, and we're going to see Justin Fields tonight. And so there's an, you know, the old saying is, you know, uh, winning's not a quarterback stat. And, you know, obviously it's a team game. But I don't think if Davis Mills was starting, they'd be nearly as good as with C.J. Stroud with all the same dudes. Are you surprised, because the one thing I think I can tell, I think I can from watching it on television, is that he sees the field so quickly. Now, I want, so I, I watched you all through college. You didn't have to worry too much about that. And you also, in college, sometimes have stuff schemed. You yeah. got a, a first, second read, yeah. and then run. It's easy, yeah. In the NFL, it's not that easy. No. So when I, when I watch him, I think, oh, he just sees it quickly. Did you see it quickly? Did it take time? What do you make of what you're seeing? Yeah, it, it took time. Um, I'm, I certainly was as good as C.J. Stroud uh, was when I was a rookie, as good as he is now, um, especially so early. I couldn't have handled at all um, starting as a rookie, for one. Um, and, and being honest, it was just, you know, trying to create an understanding of Dan Reeves' offense, it was, it was super complex. Sure. I mean, we even had to call two plays in the huddle sometimes. And, and you know, so it's, it's different. But I don't know what the terminology or verbiage is for C.J. Stroud, but whatever it is, he got it. He's comfortable. Uh, like you say, he sees it really quickly, and, and it's the anticipation part. Know how to anticipate and get there before the defender That's can get what, there. Yes. And, and it, it just works every time. And if they're teaching that and he's grasping that, now you got offense. So um, next week it's Philadelphia, San Francisco. Mm. And I mean, there's like Hall of Fame level dudes. Yeah. And I know it, we're early on this. We still have a Monday night game. But I want you to go back to your career in your biggest games against your best teams. And this is going to be one of these games for Brock Purdy. Now he faces an equal yeah. roster. Um, these are the two best teams, I think, yeah. in the NFC. Yeah, in this game. Is there a lean for you? This is certainly a good indication of what we're going to see down the road, um, you know, in the playoffs at some point, depending on how, you know, everything shapes out and how it's configured. But we'll get a chance to see Brock Purdy versus, you know, what he's going to see down the road. 
I mean, that's a tough Philadelphia Eagles defense that's, you know, led by guys who future Hall of Famers, pro bowlers, and know how to win, you know, mentally. Do you buy Brock Purdy? I mean, against yeah, Seattle. I again, buy, he's, he's, yeah, I buy any quarterback um, who's consistent, consistently good, um, you know, more wins than losses. You know, we, we, we are judged by that, and, you know, he understands exactly what has to happen within that offense in order to move the chains, and so he know how to get Debo involved. He know how to get George Kittle involved. He know how to move the chains, and that's important. That's why he's on the field and, and nobody else. When you have as much talent as Philadelphia and specifically San Francisco as a quarterback, did you ever feel pressure? Okay, I got to give George Kittle a look, or he's not going to be happy at halftime. Did yeah. you sense that? You feel it? Yeah, that's that's a real thing. Um, <laughs> you know, some guys different from others, but you always want to keep guys in the rhythm and keep them happy. And you know, they spend a lot of time in practice running routes, and sometimes the ball don't come their way. And you know, they might go two or three periods in practice where they don't touch the ball. And, and so you want to keep everybody satisfied. Want to keep them into the game. And, you know, just want them to keep leading and, and blocking for you and fighting for you, <clears throat> you know, when, you know, when you got to handle business the other way or when we got to go run centric, you know, just just stay involved. The best the best leaders and the best players are the guys who are unselfish, the guys that I've been around who don't really care about stats. They'll get theirs when they get theirs. And, and you know, it's it's more team oriented than anything else. But occasionally, you'll get an AJ Brown. Somebody wants to get which into is your... good too. So so when it happened, Absolutely. when somebody came to you on the sidelines, make what... you better. It, it make you better. It, it it just heightens your focus. You know, these these one of our premier players. You got to touch it. I was watching the game last night. and I felt, you know, I just said to myself, all good things happen when AJ Brown touched the ball. And and so you can't give him the ball all the time. You got to spread it around. You got Swift. You got Devontae. You got to spread it around, but, you know, that guy can be the reason why they win it all. Yeah. Uh, Michael Vick is joining us. So you're friends with Lamar Jackson. Yeah. He's having a great year. Um, I just love watching him play. There's another guy that's grown. Is um, The last couple of years he's gotten banged up. It does look like they have the best receiving talent they've had. Mm-hmm. Give me your thoughts. On Baltimore going forward. Now, Burrow's out. Buffalo's not going to make the playoffs. I think they match up with Kansas City well. Give me your thoughts. You know, Lamar, about the contract, the offseason. He yeah. finally has playmakers. What do you see when you watch your friend? It just looks dangerous. It just looks like the game is coming so easy to him. Um, to, in total control, I think I said this before. And just when you understand the offense, and you come to work every day, and now you know you can get better. I can get better tomorrow because, you know, when I get the play sheet, it's faxed over to me at night. I can look at all these calls, and I can see the touchdowns. Like, if you can see the, the success in, in the play sheet, in the, in the play calls, that's when, that's when you thrive. You and sleep I think, well. Yeah, and I think Lamar just comes into a game where he knows, look, I'm coming to get it done with my arm, but I got my, I, I can get it done with my legs too. But you know, to spread the ball around to Zay and and Odell, and I don't have to do it on my own. It, it just makes the game so much easier. So uh, it's a big credit to Lamar. It's even bigger credit to um, John Harbaugh, who's you know surrounding him with the talent and the organization, who making sure that 
you know, we ain't going to leave no excuses when it comes down to this AFC championship game. You know, if we get there, we're going to be well equipped. For the record, when players get paid, they often change. Lamar's different. Jalen Jalen Hurts, Lamar got paid. Lamar he's feistier. He's, <laughs> you know, some guys get paid, and I've heard this before from GMs. Some guys get paid, yeah. and it's just they're not the same guy. He almost is more intense and feistier. The money yeah. didn't change him at all. Yeah, these dudes just want to. They they want to be great. They want to be great. They they never want to be the reason why their team don't win the game. When you take on that type of attitude, I never wanted to be the reason. I never wanted to cut the film on it. Man, if I'd have made a better throw, I wouldn't have thrown that interception. Or, and there was times I had my moments. Yeah. But, you know, um, more good than bad. And, you know, if they continue to progress and continue to take that presidential attitude on and off the field, man. When, so when these, did you these, get it? Year four, year five, when you said, wait, wait, wait. Did somebody have a conversation was, with you and said, like Michael? Year, it was like year six or seven when I started to realize the impact I had on the game what I was doing for the for the game and for the position, how I could grow and get better. Once I got with Bobby Petrino, was introduced to a different offense, a different system, um, I you know, I started to see my potential. Now it went from just making Pro Bowls to now, you know, chasing greatness. Not this the Super Bowl uh in the aspect of, you know, what that would do for my legacy started to creep in. It was a little too late, but I got it. And so when I got to Philadelphia took on the same attitude and was able to bring the younger guys with me and help them, be, you know, in the, in, the, in the leadership role so they can understand when I leave what they got to do to the next generation. So I knew I had to pass on that goodwill. And, and so I was just extremely focused on that, but it made me a better football player. Great seeing you as always. You're flying yeah. back to Florida here? Headed back to Florida. All right. Hope you had a Thanks good Thanksgiving with your family. Yeah, I did. Michael Vick, Fox Sports. Want more Herd? The Herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search Herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media. 
as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. A lot of show left. Don't go anywhere. We are on a Monday. Let's not waste any time with further ado, without further ado, or with without who knows. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. All right, let's go to college football, Colin. Uh, we talked about this over the weekend. This Alabama finish against Auburn was absolutely wild. Fourth down and goal from the 31-yard line. And Jalen Milrow, who, by the way, has not been great all season, but he's improving. Yeah. Uncorks this unbelievable pass into the back of the end zone. Just un- unreal finish. Here is a listen to the audio of Alabama beating Auburn. Fourth and goal from the 31-yard line. Here's the snap. Milrow stands in. Let's everybody get downfield. Still standing. He throws into the end zone. He caught it. It's caught. It's caught by Isaiah Bond. Caught by Isaiah Bond in the corner of the end zone. Touchdown, Alabama. <laughs> so Auburn rushed three, had eight guys in the end zone, and then left one dude in man coverage in the corner. Like, what, what's going on? That's bad. By the way, Alabama's not a good football team. Can we Well, agree? they are a good. I, I think Ohio State's better. Yes. I think Texas has proven they're better. People say Alabama's improved. Yeah, I mean, because they weren't very good early. Exactly. So, I, 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 to me, the best team, I honestly... Now, I would put Michigan number one because they've won six games without their coach on the sidelines, and Ohio State's excellent. And they physically, in the second half, ran for 122 yards. I'd put Oregon two, Georgia three. Those three feel unique, different, better than everybody. The fourth team, I mean, I, I Florida State... Even though they're with a backup, Stop. probably makes it. But I no, think no, no, no. I think Ohio State's the fourth best team. I, I really do. I think they'd beat Texas. I think they'd beat Bama. I think they'd beat Florida State. I think they'd beat Washington. I think Ohio State's the fourth best team, but I don't think they'll get in. Yeah, no, no, no. Florida State, they're not in the discussion, by the way. They're, they're out. They should be out. Yeah, they're out. They're out. Forget them. This Alabama story is interesting. So Georgia favored by five and a half in the SEC title game. Do you give them a chance to be plucky against Georgia? Yeah, you love the Georgia, but I think Georgia. I think Georgia's has a huge advantage at quarterback. I think Carson what Beck's about just talent. They've got well, so, they both they both recruit inferior. at the highest uh, level, but I think I, Georgia to me is the side in that game. Yeah, I think Georgia by a touchdown. And again, I think there's three really really exceptional college teams. Oregon's going to beat Washington Friday. I think I'm going to that game, and. Um, and I think Oregon matches up very well with Georgia. I would take Oregon over Georgia. I think I may take Oregon over Michigan. I think they're that good. Do we need to start the campaign for Michigan to be number one? I well, mean, they should Honestly, be. they should. Well, and let's ask you this. Who's got the best win? Michigan, not Georgia. Yeah. Who's has a more impressive resume? Six wins without their coach? Is, are, is Georgia yeah. undefeated without Kirby Smart? I, I want to see. I, I think Michigan-Texas gets a massive number in one playoff semifinal. And then Georgia-Oregon is going to be a great, great game. That's a robust semifinal. For all you Buckeye fans, and I'm not asking you to be grown-ups because I know you're incapable of uh, a rational thought today. But 
before you just say Florida State should be out because they don't have a starting quarterback, what if your quarterback was out? So I don't think Florida State should be in, but I I don't believe if you lose a star quarterback, you're the same football team. I don't care Dude, what they, you do. They almost lost. They were getting buried by Florida before yeah. a comeback. Like but I I think the four vote. I I is it, it, what if Washington loses his overtime to or to Oregon? I don't. Oh, well. I mean they haven't. When's the last regular season game they lost? I don't have an argument. Texas Ar- is I'm just, a huge favorite over Oklahoma. Well, oh. yeah, they're gonna. You sure? I just like to hear you bash Oklahoma. It's funny. Oh, no, I mean, I think, what what is the line on that game? I saw uh, 14. Yeah, I think the Texas, Texas is going to beat Oklahoma soundly, and I think George is going to beat Alabama less soundly, but beat them. All right, let's get to the NFL. Wait, time out, time out, time out. Texas is a favorite over Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. Yeah, that's different. Well. Yeah, it's different. I mean, the line's not different. It's massive. Yeah, so Texas, yeah. Okay, let's get to the NFL. Jordan Love had one of his best career performances on Thanksgiving. Colin, three passing touchdowns, passer rating of 125. Jordan Love, shockingly, in the last two weeks, five touchdowns, no interceptions, 67% completions. He's turning a corner. We've had the Packers ticketed for a quarterback. Well, I have. In the draft. And all of a sudden, now is Jordan Love maybe their guy? Well, you know they're going to let him. So let's just, whether he's great or not, you know Green Bay, he's going to, they they said this year they wanted to watch the growth. I think you're seeing a more confident kid who clearly sees the field more. But can I take a ride on this? Everybody thinks I hated Jordan Love. I said, I don't see it. But at least Green Bay has a history, unlike the Bears, of being an offensive culture. Those young receivers are excellent. Musgrave is going to be fantastic at tight end. Green Bay gives Jordan Love a much better chance to succeed than New England does Mac Jones, Pittsburgh does Kenny Pickett, or Chicago does Justin Fields because their history in Green Bay. They draft offense well. They develop it well. They've had three straight offensive coaches. So whether or not Jordan Love is great, when you start getting to all these young quarterbacks, Zach Wilson, defensive coach, Kenny Pickett, defensive coach, Mm. Uh, uh, that's my takeaways. Green Bay will do. Chicago, defensive culture, defensive coach. Green Bay does the best job at giving young quarterbacks a chance to succeed of all these teams with a young quarterback now. I, I will push back a little. I know I sounded effusive in the praise of love. I mean, Jared Goff gave the game away. Like three. I mean, he was just a turnover machine. Like literally handed the yes. game to them. And then Jordan Love doesn't have to do much. It's different when you're playing with the lead. Like, you can be a little... (laughs) Let me see Jordan Love have to come back. Again, the Chargers the week before. Eckler fumbles on, like, the five-yard line. You know, like... Well, you you, you also, it should be noted, Russell Wilson and Denver winning the turnover battle, giving them a short field. So you can't knock Jordan Love for taking advantage of breaks. Those things happen. A lot of fumbles in the lead. But I don't think we can make a decision on him being a franchise quarterback because he had two good weeks in the middle of what's been a mediocre at best I think we'll look at the season when it's done and our takeaway will be Jordan Love did get better he did grow unlike Aaron who didn't want to connect with the young players okay generationally he connects with these guys same music same hang it matters okay listening to you uh, I'm gonna ask okay but I also think we'll be able to make a statement is great probably not franchise quarterback at some level probably so pay him franchise tag what are we doing here well 
They've already got him paid this year and next. Yes. So you don't have to make. When do you have to make your next? He doesn't want to be a. La- I don't think he would want to be a lame duck quarterback. Well, let me. Like, I got news for you. There's not a big Jordan Love market, so he's going to take <laughs> what they pay him. It's fair. There's not a huge market for him right now. But hey, listen. The truth is, he's looked better. That's what coaching and culture can do. I think you have to be totally excited as a Packer fan. I love. They're young receivers. I think they have it. Yeah, they don't. Not, they have all this young receiver tight end talent. They don't have to pay any of it for three years. Got to keep Watson healthy. He well, looks he, good he, when he's on the field, but he's never healthy. All right, let's get to final story. Your uh, one of your favorite quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence, and the Jags. Nice win over the Texans, led by four, uh, led by ten in the fourth. Tried to tried to blow that one. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is excited about his budding rivalry with C.J. Stroud. Here's what he had to say. I want the teams in our division to be as bad as possible. So, no, I'm not. That's how I see it. And the way they're playing, um, it's exciting. Yes, there's going to be some, I'm sure, some great matchups down the road. And CJ's playing. He's playing lights out. He's doing a great job. I mean, to be a rookie and to play how he is, um, I got a lot of respect for him. I know that. I know how hard it is. You know, I've been in that position. So, um, he's doing a great job. And it's going to be fun for, for years to come, hopefully. So, um, but no, I mean, I wouldn't prefer that. I'd prefer, <laughs> I'd prefer if, you know, Guy, the guys in our division didn't have good quarterbacks and be be better for us, but um, he's doing a heck of a job. Finally, somebody that's honest. The worse the quarterbacks, the greater chance you host a playoff game. Uh, no question. No, I mean this is uh, CJ and Trevor are both really good. It's fun to watch them play. That, 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 that game was really good. That was a you can't lose too much sleep if you're the Texans. They had that game was back and forth. That that was a go either way game. Yeah. Ridley, Calvin Ridley. Boy, is he good. I got him on my fantasy team. He did nothing in the first half. Literally no catches. Second half, they couldn't guard him. I could, mean, he was Could open. not cover him. So, uh, Trevor Lawrence, you watch this game closely, Colin. I like him a lot. Well, yeah, we like him. He wasn't great. I know the numbers say 364 okay, yards. Okay, but D'Amico Ryans is a brilliant defensive mind. He's made a lot of quarterbacks this year look average. Lawrence isn't playing the way Herbert's not lifting to the top seven or whatever your elite seven quarterbacks are. No, no, no. All I see here is good throws. Well, yeah, it's a highlight reel, man. Come on. They're not going to show the terrible stuff. I'm just saying. Look at that throw. I, I did not. I like Trevor Lawrence a lot. Uh, here's I, I the thing. Here's a, I don't understand this. When people say this, this quarterback is overrated. You think they're going to move off Trevor Lawrence? No, you think the Chargers not. are going to move off Justin? But I'll Herbert? tell you right now, they're going to be like the number two or three seed, and I, I don't know that they're a slam dunk to win their first playoff game. Well, who is outside well, of Philadelphia? I mean, there's like three teams that are. Well, as a two seed with home field, like they're right behind both. Tennessee lost as a one seed a couple years they were ago. Never real. Jacksonville, Pittsburgh in a rematch. How about no that? Way. How about rematch? You know, I can't resist Kenny Pickett and Mike Tomlin. <laughs> I can't quit those guys. I just love that team and. Oh, dear. Shay Mack with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Live. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. What's good, y'all? It's your main man, Michael Smith, esteemed NFL analyst and certified fantasy football legend. Allow me to present to you your new favorite fantasy football podcast, The Dynasty Exchange, hosted by my first-round rookie picks, Davis, Dylan, and Josh, three guys who most definitely know their stuff. They're the co-commissioners of the coolest and most cutthroat dynasty league you'll ever come across, The Yacht Club. And now they're the co-hosts of The Most Elite. Now make that the definitive dynasty program in the game. 
It's dedicated to only the most devoted of diehards. The guys like me who can't stay off sleeper and KTC. And trust me, you won't regret making the choice to follow their dynasty advice. Listen to Michael Smith presents The Dynasty Exchange on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. J.J. McCarthy and third-ranked Michigan take on number 17, Iowa. Coverage begins Saturday at 6.30 Eastern on Fox. Low-scoring game. Low scoring. All Iowa games are ugly. There's only one version of Iowa. Michigan rolls. Okay. Lay it. So, uh, how about this? The Steelers now 7-4. and four. They were able to break the 400-yard barrier. That's a big deal in Pittsburgh. They're very excited. They're, they beat Jake Browning 16-10. to 10. So that sounds like great news. 16 points is below their season average. Uh, you know, it, 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 the Ravens dropped 34 last week on the Bengals. The Texans dropped 30. This team has a lot of talent. I don't think Kenny Pickett is it. 
But um, and I think when I watch a Kansas City, Dallas, Philadelphia, Jags, Baltimore, San Francisco, they're operating with higher standards. I think the Steelers are going to make the playoffs. That is okay. It speaks to their culture and their coach and their defense. Um, they're seven and four. You can look at their schedule. Here it is. They're going to roll. Uh, <laughs> this Steeler defense against average quarterbacks, uh, they're going to face a, a Bailey Zappi or a Mac Jones in a couple of weeks, a backup Gardner Minshew. They'll face Jake Browning again, Geno Smith. Um, you know, Baltimore, by the end of the year, maybe resting Lamar Jackson. They don't want him hurt for the playoffs if he gets in. So Kyler Murray, I think, is a little bit of a pushback. I think he's really special. But that team's completely limited. So this is going to be a playoff team. I don't think they're operating under the same premise of, of your Jags and your Cowboys and your Eagles. I think there's a lower standard right now. But Mike Tomlin, it should be noted, is realistic. I'm not trying to paint with a broad brush and and act like Eureka. You know, we did what we need we did what we needed to do to win the day and we'll keep pushing. Guys like myself and Kenny, man, we're we're judged based on winning and losing and, and we don't run from that, we run to that. Uh so he and I are winners today. So ask yourself this, J Mac. So let's say they get to the playoffs and it it looks like they're gonna get in. The schedule with that defense, there's just a lot of W's here. And so Joe Burrow's going to come back. Lamar's probably going to win the division. Deshaun Watson will come back. Would you, if you ran the Steelers, at least consider drafting a quarterback in like the third or fourth round? Because if you look at their roster, they don't have a lot of holes. Would you go third, fourth round and draft another quarterback so Kenny Pickett, because that's what got him in trouble with Big Ben. They were always cautious. They didn't want to upset Big Ben. Would you draft a quarterback fairly high, or would you go with Pickett going forward? Uh, I think that's fair third round, but I'm of the belief you should draft a quarterback every year. A developmental guy, you need backups. We're seeing, look at the Bengals, spend 275 mil on Burrow. They have to turn to their backup, Jake Browning, who can't do anything. They couldn't move the football. Uh, I'll say this about the Steelers. I know you're not a total believer yet. Yesterday, one for four in the red zone, right? So they're, get, they're moving the ball, getting to the red zone, just couldn't finish with touchdowns. When the new OC turns those field goals into touchdowns, and we're seeing a new Najee Harris who's upset that Jalen Warren like stole his thunder. Harris running tough yesterday. I'm just, I think this is a quasi-dangerous team. Fryermuth, the tight end's back. Yeah. Minka Fitzpatrick's going to be coming back here shortly. Like They're looking a little spicy for me in what looks like a watered-down AFC. No Burrow. Uh, no Rodgers, uh, no Herbert in the playoffs. Deshaun Watson's out. Like, well, so if they face the Steelers, or Miami. That's a team I like also. I can't say that out loud. Okay. Um, first round, they would probably face the Jags. I mean, the Jags. Who would you take? I need to see a line. But I think Pittsburgh can win that game. In Jacksonville. I mean, it was competitive earlier this year, and Pittsburgh was, was with Matt Canada. Okay, so let's just back. look. At, they're going to be a wild card team. If they went to Baltimore, could they beat the Ravens? Could they go to Kansas City and beat Mahomes? Could they go? I mean, it's football. Anything can happen. Man. I don't you think anything can happen in January. <laughs> I don't buy that. I really? think I think anything the can happen. Went to Buffalo last year with no offensive line and smoked the Bills. Okay. The, uh, yeah. The well, Bengals... I got I I got a Joe Burrow. Oh, that's fair. I don't have Kenny Pickett. Bengals went to KC and, and beat. Beat Mahomes. Like, well, I know Joe Burrow again, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the whole story. Yeah. 
You can't give me a comp with the Bengals and leave out the Joe Burrow oh, the part. Joe Burrow factor. Yes, yes. I, I just don't think I, anything's possible in the treadmill of the regular season. When it's a one-game season, anything's just, not possible. I trust Tomlin to muck it up and keep it close. He's good at that. He's a good underdog coach. Hour three and a Monday. Lots to talk about next. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.